0: are listening to Barbara May Show, the place where we discuss all that really matters. We will cover all you need to know about lifestyle, health, spirituality, and plus so much more. Are you ready? Let's dive in. You are listening to Episode 12 with Brittany Carmichael. Brittany Carmichael is the founder of Shine School, an online course to help women awaken their authentic self and shine from the inside. She's also a co-founder of The Elevated Life. Brittany is a life worker, psychic, medium, hairstylist, and empowerment coach for female entrepreneurs. In this episode, we will talk about Brittany's spiritual awakening, the benefits of raising your vibration, high vibrational food, self-care, and we will also tap into the current energy So happy to have you here. How are you?
1: Thank you so much for having me. I am actually doing really wonderful and really loving all the changes that are happening right now.
0: So before we jump in, I would like you to share a little bit about your um, spiritual awakening and your spiritual journey. Yeah, I mean... Man, like from this
1: lifetime or another? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) You can do do So, I grew up in a really small country town in Texas called Farmersville. And I was always a unique rainbow sparkly magic unicorn that just did not fit in. And um, for a long time, I enjoyed that. I love being beating to my own drum and doing my own thing. But as you know, culture and society and school and people start to try to shove your star-shaped self into a square box. And we don't fit, it makes us uncomfortable. Um, and we typically go into a state of depression when that happens. And so for a long period of my um, teen and 20 year old life, I was extremely angry, overweight, depressed, um, and all the, all the negative things. Uh, still playing victim to the circumstances that happened to my life. And um, in 2012, I think the Mayans really knew something because that's when things started really starting to shift and change for me. My mom had a massive stroke that paralyzed her and she could no longer talk. And then just two months after that, my husband and, and I got trapped on a mountain in Colorado where we had to literally like rely on our intuition to guide us and get us off that mountain without dying. And that was that was it for me that was enough that I was like okay what's happening to me in my life and I remember, saying to myself, there's a lesson to be learned. And I kept saying that on repeat over and over and over. And that was the first time I think I really became conscious to the fact that I'm talking to myself. And while I was going through those life or death experiences, there was this internal guidance that was leading me every step of the way. And I chose to listen to that because I really had no other option besides dying. So I was like, okay, internal voice, you want me to roll down the window and do this and step outside the car and push right here and Pick up your feet so you don't die, and honk the horn because your husband's about to get eaten by a like a mountain lion. Like, I just listen, I literally listened to every <laughs> single step, like, and I followed through, and it and it got us off that mountain. And from that moment on, I vowed that I would always listen to my internal GPS, and and it's led me on this wild ride of plant medicine and mushrooms and um, Reiki and chakras and uh, like a whole woo woo metaphysical world that I've always been curious enough. Uh, to look into, but never had really taken the time to do it, and um, yeah, I think conscious awakening started happening in about 2012 when I actually had some kind of awareness. Like, I'm I'm a part of this. Like, I I'm contributing to this, and I think that was that was it. Near death experience followed by mushrooms. Like, that'll wake you up.
0: Thank you so much for sharing. I absolutely love that story. I want to talk about uh, the energy shifts right now because you do download a lot of stuff and you said before that you're using your intuition quite a lot. So can we talk about the energy shifts and can we talk about what is going around us?
1: Yeah. What's going on around us is a fuckload of fear and the shift that we need to make (laughs) is like to focus on the positive and the love and the beauty that is still remains beneath all the bullshit that it, that has been shown to us, our entire existence, honestly. Um, I feel like the shifts that are happening on on a global scale are ones of truth being revealed. And when truth is revealed, it's scary, it's uncomfortable, it causes a lot of chaos. And when that begins to happen, we have to start taking different action. And so for what, we need to do to shift and to move with the times and what's happening is that we have to be able to have the confidence and and this is there's a lot of darkness that's being come up to be healed within our own individual life but if we don't have the courage and the confidence to stand up and say you know what this isn't right what we're doing is wrong how we're treating the planet how we're treating each other isn't right and a lot of us feel that way i believe that if we have the courage to stand up and say okay It may have, we may have done this in the past, but today I'm going to choose to do something differently. And so I think the biggest shift is happening uh, of us as an individual and a collective reclaiming our power from some fucking small ass corrupt group of people, whoever they are, whatever it is. Um, I, I believe that. Just awareness, and within my own life, you know, realizing the pain and the trauma that I had to come over, come, uh, you know, overcome in my own personal life. I think that's what's happening individually and collectively. Is all of the pain and the darkness is coming up to be healed, and that's going to look different in our own individual lives, and it's going to look real messed up in our collective life as a whole. In this, in this community, I mean, the shipping is being affected, businesses are being affected. I mean, so many things are being affected, and it's easy to be overwhelmed and upset and mad and frustrated, especially when the truth comes out and it's unfair or unjust, but that's not going to make the change. And so I think the best Thing that we can focus on during all of these changes is what can I do to find my own inner peace? And whether that's healing stuff from the past or dealing with whatever's presently shifting for you, or offering love to a community that needs it, you know, I think that's the biggest shift that we can make to make a difference at this time.
0: So I think also very important is to face a vibration because you can't do all these things what you said if you are on a low vibration. Can you talk about that a little bit, please?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when we're in a low vibration, it's typically we're choosing low vibrating feelings and emotions like fear, anger, worry, um, guilt, Shame, things like that. So to shift our vibration, we have to start reaching for um, higher vibrating feelings, such as joy and peace and love. And it sound like a freaking hippie, but it, you know, it is what it is. Like that's the, just the the truth in which we're going to have to make those changes. A couple of other ways that you can raise your vibration is to eat high vibrating foods that have nourishing energy that come from the ground. So whole food, plant-based foods are going to give you more energy. Uh, not Not caffeine, not coffee. We're not looking for that kind of excess amount of energy or raising our vibration. What we're talking about is Really tapping into a sense of joy. So if we could go outside and play, reconnect with nature, start having fun again. My favorite way is orgasming, and I say I talk about this left and right all day long. You know, so I mean, it, you, there's a massive amount of ways to raise your vibration. So I mean, the fastest way for me is like having a good old orgasm. So we'll just leave it at that.
0: <laughs> Hopefully,
1: everyone knows how to do that.
0: <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay, so. Let's go back a bit. Why is it so important that we nourish our soul? Why is it so important that we look after our soul and ourselves?
1: Well, who else is gonna fucking do it? You know what I mean? Like, they're barely even taking care of their own life. So, who's gonna come and save your ass when it's called self care? It's not called mama's gonna take care of you. It's not called some partner's gonna come do it for you. It's called self love, self confidence, self worth, self care, because we are here to take responsibility of giving ourselves the things that we need. And no one else can read our mind and say, oh, honey, you want some flowers? Let me just, maybe that'll make you feel loved today. Like, we have to stop depending and relying on other people to fulfill us. So when I talk about committing to self care, it's so that we give ourselves the things that we already know we need, but we're playing victim and princess to life and saying, Oh, but I I really need to work out. Is someone going to come do it for me? No, they're not like we have to do it. And so, uh, when I talk about committing to self care, it's, it's because we're taught that we're supposed to go out and serve other people and do everything for everybody else. But what I realized when my mom had the massive stroke, when she finally learned how to, she learned how to talk again months and months later. And I was just learning the law of attraction and what you think you, 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 know, you experience. And I'm like, okay, mom, why did you do this to yourself? And her answer changed my life. She said, because everybody needed something from me. And that's when I realized, holy shit, like, i am in the same boat she is and i'm going down the same path and i'm unhealthy in my physical life and i'm overworked in my job and my energetic boundaries suck and that was the moment for me that i realized like if we don't take care of ourselves no one's gonna do it and if you have a stroke no one's gonna come fix you know like she had to be the one to regain speech she had to be the one to relearn how to walk and talk and do all the things completely a complete rebirth and so witnessing my mom go through that, the reason why she went through that, and then what it took to get her back to her, I hate using the phrase new normal now, but just like her new self, like her rebirth self, like all of that took her effort in taking care of herself and putting herself first and finally saying, you know what, I've done everything that I can do for you, but you don't even want it. I'm going to take that energy and put it where it, it will actually make a difference. So um, self-care is so important because no one's going to do it for you. And if you have no energy to operate from, then you're useless.
0: (laughs) Amazing. Um, It's quite amazing that she told you, she was able to tell you why she, why she, that she was actually aware of it.
1: It was the most wild, like I knew that was from her soul. That was like some deep truth that just magically like came out of her mouth because her trying to form sentences and her speaking in the beginning was really hard for her. She had, I mean, she said things wrong all the time. We had like really had to reteach her how to speak, but that was one of the first things I asked her and it was so clear and so just... There was no hesitation. It just came out like, this is why. And I'll never forget it. I'm so grateful for the sacrifice that she unwillingly (laughs) made so that I could have that turning point. And now today, my message is don't wait for trauma to make a change. Your intuition is nudging you to stop eating that or stop doing that or leave that toxic relationship. But we wait for it to be so traumatic and so painful or to where we literally physically like stroke out to finally say okay i guess i'll i guess i'll finally make that change i've been wanting to so don't wait for trauma
0: you know you were talking about the food and you were talking about a high vibrational food so i have been vegetarian all my life but i have not been a vegan but um i am sorry vegetarian i have been eating fish so pescatarian and now i think for about last two years i struggle to eat fish just something shifted something has changed and I feel strongly um, I feel strongly that there is some kind of energy which I don't want in my body. Isn't it funny how it's like, it's just some people just change it from, from one day and then they can't eat certain food because they are aware of the, aware of the energies, right?
1: 100%. And I, uh, my biological father growing up was an alcoholic and my mom always begged me, please don't drink, please don't drink. You have an addictive gene, blah, 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 you know, the whole story. And somehow I managed to, Escape life without really drinking. I mean, of course, I've had my margaritas here and there, but I never really picked that up as a habit. I would occasionally enjoy a glass, like I said, a frozen. I'm from Texas, y'all, so frozen margaritas in the summer is perfect. But um, at this point in my evolutionary journey, I can't drink alcohol, or it makes me feel awful. Like I have the worst stomach pains. Like it does all kinds of terrible things to my body. And the more that I raise my vibration, you know, I was guided to uh, eliminate animals from my diet and stop eating murder. So uh, as I started doing that, my psychic ability started expanding, like more profound shifts started happening in that sense of the, the word that there are so many things that I, my physical body won't allow as I've raised my vibration, including artificial fragrances. It makes my whole system just go bananas, like any kind of perfume or cologne. Um, it, it's very interesting to see how our physical bodies start to reject things that don't um, contribute to our wellness uh, as we become more aware.
0: Yeah, I love it. Um, Completely agree with you on the alcohol base. I used to drink, um, I don't know, not a lot, two glasses of wine or sometimes a bottle a week or something maximum. Right now I cannot stand a glass. And I I do kind of go sometimes through the stages when I feel like, oh, I would love to have a glass of wine, you know, and I have a one or two sips and then just thinking... It's the acidic taste in it. It just kind of, it just does not feel right. Your body does not agree with that. And that is definitely relating to the shifting of the vibration and raising up the energies and things like that. So what are your tips for people who are on the low energy, the people who are in fear, um, depression, anxiety? how can they raise their vibration start having fun again like ask yourself when was the
1: last time i had fun and really was in the moment and just enjoying myself and start with that whether it's like painting a picture or like hanging out with your dog or taking a walk like it doesn't have to be this massive, like, okay, I'm going to raise my vibration and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to run a marathon to make it happen. Like, it, like a baby step would make all the difference in the world. And that baby step is in the direction of something that brings you joy. Um, so if you like baking and you haven't done that in a long time, like uh, I literally right before this, I went to the store to grab some flour to bake cupcakes. Cause I kept thinking, I've been working really, really hard during this whole time, like whatever this time is, I've been working really hard to get my online business to move forward so that I'm not in the hair salon anymore. And I had this feeling like I'm working so hard. I have to balance it with fun. And I decided I'm going to make some funfetti cup. Literally, I'm making funfetti cupcakes and I'm going to take them to a friend and surprise her, you know, this afternoon, because I just feel like we have to like break our routines, especially if they're just constantly geared with doing, 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 working, pushing hard, like masculine energy, we have to step back and have fun and like be spontaneous and be free flowing and just like ask yourself, like, what would be fun right now? I mean, I remember when I was trying to find balance in my life, I would ask myself, what feels good right now? Like what would be really fun to go do? And one day I just randomly got up and went to the batting cages. How random is that? But I had the best time. It brought me into the present moment. And to be honest, that's the only existence that there is. And so if you really want to experience something beautiful in your life, you have to come back to the present moment. And people that are typically in a state of depression are reliving the past, or they're so worried about the future that they're causing themselves anxiety in a reality that isn't even here yet. So it's really about getting back to the present moment and having fun.
0: And this has happened to us because we have been forced to live in the present moment. So now is the best chance to do all these things and to uh, go and uh, bake, uh, what did you call those cupcakes? Oh, fun fatty cupcakes. Have you never heard of them? They're like rainbow
1: <laughs> sprinkles and they're like the perfect birthday cupcake. Like, oh,
0: well, um, fun fatty
1: cupcakes
0: and do, yes. do um planting and yeah, bake uh, bread. You-
1: yeah and you know what even like starting a garden throughout all of this time has been a really great way to reconnect with nature and just like to remember that there's hope you know like you plant a seed and like, and you put enough attention and nurturing into it, like it will grow. And I just think, you know, my mom's stroke, you mentioned something really powerful. We're being forced to live in the present moment at this time, because we're not in a routine that we're so comfortable with this false sense of security. Routines are false senses of security, but they make us feel stable. When my mom had the stroke, I didn't know if she was going to fucking live the next moment. I, I didn't know if she was going to wake up or breathe in the next hour. So I was forced to live in the present moment. I couldn't be like, oh, tomorrow it'll be fine. No, every moment I had to be like, oh my God, please still be alive. Like please, oh my God, like please. And I I had no option but to be in the present moment. Same with being trapped on the mountain. I wasn't worried about getting to Telluride, Colorado and like hanging out tomorrow. I was worried about what do I need to do right now in this second to not die? And I think that we've gotten so comfortable in this like false sense of security Same, I mean, we won't even get into that conversation about masks and all of that. I don't even want to go there, honestly. But we can't keep living on a false sense of security, and living in the present moment really is the only place that and and experience that we have. And uh, my mom's stroke forced me to be present to be like, is she going to be alive in this moment? And I literally could only take my life one moment at a time. And I think we've just forgotten that that's really the case. Like, you might not
0: wake up tomorrow, so enjoy this moment. Absolutely. So what do you think is going to happen after this, um, this uh, energy shift uh, pass? <laughs> when this energy shift pass, what do you think is going to happen?
1: I think we all need to take a fucking nap.
0: <laughs> I think
1: we all need to collectively like freaking go on vacation together. You know what I mean? Like, uh, what do I think is going to happen? Let me take a moment for that one. I think that people are gonna come back to this. I can't say what will happen with the government and the way that we operate. I mean, that's like really reaching for it, but I feel like in general, what will happen is that we're all gonna have a realization that what we really want out of life is simple and it doesn't require climbing this corporate ladder or making millions of dollars. The thing that I think has brought people joy and security and comfort and peace during this time are the little things like laughter, connection with friends and family, making a good meal. And like knowing that you have like food on your table, that's a gift, you know? And I I think it's going to reorganize our priorities and what we deem as important in our life. I, I think so many people that I've talked to are starting to kind of reevaluate and assess their life. And what am I doing? Like, why am I working so hard? What am I working for? We're all working so fucking hard so we can come home and hang out and chill and do the cheap free stuff. You know what I mean? Sure. We all want to have like a lavish vacation every once in a while, but in general, a basic, simple life, we all just want to fucking be loved, have good food, good sex and music and take a nap. You know, like it really, I think is going to recalibrate the way that we are trying to extract entertainment out of life and find enjoyment rather.
0: Yeah. I don't think we're going to go back to old ways. I, I don't, I don't think so. I think this was a big, um, big change for everybody. And I, I think, think some people dare. will shift. No, I agree with you completely on that. Let's talk about your business, please. <laughs> yes. Which one and what do you want to know? <laughs> so you, you, were, you were talking previously that you are uh, launching a new business online. So what is it, what you got
1: <laughs> well, so I've run a hair salon for the last 14 years, and about six years ago, I decided that I wanted to take that message of self love, empowerment, and um, really learning to like love yourself. So, like, to be so confident that you have the courage to follow your intuition, because we all have given the blueprint for our purpose, but it, fear stops us from taking that courageous action. So. For me, what I found is I was repeating myself over and over and over to my clients in the hair salon about how they could learn to love themselves, how they could reclaim their confidence, how they could set up better boundaries for their life. And I realized there's a system to self-love. like, And it starts with like healing some of the past pains and getting clear with your inner mean girl, and, like, what is she saying to you? Why do you have the beliefs that you have? And I realized that there is a foundation that I could create for women to go through so that they don't have to allow fear to run the show anymore. So I created my online course Shine School back in 2016. And then from there, I realized even still women don't value their self enough to put or invest in their growth um, until they hit a level of suffering. Or trauma, where they are forced to make that change. So I got creative and I started asking myself, well, how can I get this message out there in an even easier way? And I then realized my passion for reading Tarot and Oracle cards was the perfect combination of taking all the lessons that I teach in Shine School and putting them in, uh, packaging them in a woo-woo way and getting them into women's hands. Because if you have a pretty deck that tells you to love yourself and to forgive and to commit to your self-care rituals, like you're more inspired to do that. And it's a lot easier to just pull a card and say, okay, I'm all right, let's do this. So I wanted to create some type of, of tool that was a physical, tangible, practical tool to really help women take their self-love seriously. Um, so to, uh, I just launched at the beginning of this year, my first shine from the inside Oracle deck so that women could really take their self-care rituals seriously and stay committed to them. It's not enough to know that you need to do it, but to actually take action on a regular, consistent basis. Um, In addition to that, I have an online coaching program where I help um, female entrepreneurs through their business, whether it be starting it up because they've reached this new level of confidence and and awareness of their purpose, or if they're already in business, but want to infuse more of their soulful side into it. And then I offer tarot readings and I have an online membership club with my husband called The Elevated Life, where we teach simple mindset shifts to create these radical transformations for people on the path of healing, transformation, and enlightenment. I think there's like 19 other things, but those are the top favorite things that we're working on right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Also, what I have realized lately, I don't know if you have came across, is that so many people are not actually seeking for education they seeking for support.
1: Oh man, you know, it's so funny you say that because our Elevated Life membership doubled during the quarantine. Not only did we go live for two weeks offering free meditations on YouTube, but it was finally that realization like, oh my gosh, I've been, we've been building this membership club with all of the content from success to spirituality for the last two years. And I kept saying, people just want to be entertained. They don't want to be enlightened. And now we're at a point where entertainment isn't going to cut it and hell half of it's closed down. So people have to become enlightened. They have to start to seek a different perspective and and a reality. And so now everyone's like, where do I go? I need mindset tools. I don't know. I don't know how to deal with this anxiety. I don't know how to set boundaries. Like people are starting to search for that information. So my call to anyone who's a light worker or a leader or a lover fucking get your message out there now, start showing up, start offering your love. If you feel called to, to, and share your wisdom. If you've gone through some trauma and you want to make it easier for someone, I mean, now is the perfect time where people are searching for answers and help and support.
0: Absolutely. Ah, oh, that was amazing. Thank you so much for your knowledge. Thank you so much for your energy. Thank you so much for everything i'm so so excited to have you on a podcast.
1: <laughs> I love that you say soul excited it just that's what I'm talking about. like if you want to raise your vibration, you have your soul has to be excited. You have to be inspired you know inspired means in spirit that like this magical divine essence that moves through all of us comes through and, and you're this like creative expression channel for that divine to be able to express itself in a unique way. And that's, what's really cool is we're all inspired by different things. And we all have a unique contribution that isn't going to look like somebody else's blueprint. So, so many light workers are like, I don't know what to do. Well, you're, you don't know what to do because you, you're here to create something that's never been done before. So you're going to figure it out along the way. You don't need to know the whole plan. You just need to have the courage to trust your intuition to take Step one, what's the next step I can take? And that's the best that we can do at this time.
0: Last question I have for you. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your husband? Oh, <laughs> he's, an, he's an Aquarius. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, he's part of um, everything you guys, you guys been doing that together. So I just would like you to a little bit of introduce, um, introduce him to us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Chris has, um, we've been together for 14 years. And, you know, the one common thing that we've had from the beginning, because we were definitely opposites attract kind of people, the one common thing we had was this, um, this insatiable quest for growth and change and, and moving forward and and that was the one common thread that really like connected us. So when we first met, we're like, I don't want to be in a relationship. Like, I don't, why are you here? But we both were like, mm, I, we both want to like grow and elevate. And so it's very fascinating to look back that the entire essence of our relationship has been on bettering ourselves, helping each other. Chris said to me in the beginning, he said, true love is investing in another spiritual growth. And although I had no idea I was spiritually growing at the time, he's always <laughs> been there supporting me every minute move that I've made, even when I went off the woo-woo deep end, he like still supported me going crazy about angel numbers and chakras. And he would just be that super supportive listening ear. And one of our first dates, he said, can I hypnotize you? It's like, uh, sure. That sounds awesome. (laughs) Let's do it. And so I remember in the chair and and he did his thing and he's been doing hypnosis for 21 years. So he's a consciousness explorer. He's a wisdom seeker and reads about a book a week. So I, I've been so blessed to be partnered with someone who knows so much. I'm the guinea pig to that relationship. So he learns the knowledge and I apply it in my life and we see how it works. And if it works, we share it with the world. And that's really how the elevated life was born unknowingly. So Chris has been such a beautiful in my journey and allowed me to be who I am uh and never tried to change me which I I don't see I mean I see it in relationships I don't see it enough um and I feel like so many more women are waking up to their power that they're going to start taking the the um you know the head role in the relationship and I think that's what Chris has done so well as he's Allowed himself to take a step back and and to let me shine, and I think that's a really not that I'm like being selfish and like thanks for thanks for you know putting your shit on the side, let me do my thing. But I don't know, that's just who he is. He's such a a loving and supportive soul, and I I wouldn't be where I am in my hair salon, my life, or anything if it weren't for him. So we've done everything together. There's in 14 years, there's not been a 24 hour period that we haven't been together and hanging out. So definitely my twin flame. And it took a lot of work and growth in the beginning, a lot of fighting and, and ah, just shining a light on each other and saying like, oh, you don't like this? Here, look even deeper because you've got to heal it and accept it. And um, yeah, I, I'm truly blessed, honestly.
0: Love it. Thank you so much. Where can listeners
1: find you and get in contact with you? Yeah, so you can find me on my website at britneycarmichael.com, or you can come hang out with me on Instagram at theworldbybrit. And if you're looking for a soulful community of like-minded sisterhood, then I would highly recommend checking me out on my Facebook group at Shine Tribe Sisterhood.
0: Thank you for listening. I hope you have enjoyed this episode and that you have gained a lot of information. As I have just launched this podcast, I have decided to give two lucky listeners a free psychic readings each month for the period of next three months. These readings will be a combination of a tarot and a psychic channeling to enter all you need to do is leave a review in the itunes store take a screenshot of it send it to me on barbara may at gmail.com which is b-a-r-b-r-a-m-a-y-s-h-o-w at gmail.com as you may already know and um, reviews are very important for podcasts and they will help podcasts to expand and direct the important topics discussed to the appropriate audience at the end of every month, I will announce the winner on my Instagram, which is at The Barbara May Show. So keep your eyes peeled and I cannot wait to see you on the next episode. You are listening to episode 12 with Brittany Carmichael. Brittany Carmichael is the founder of Shine School, an online course to help women awaken their authentic self and shine from the inside. She's also a co-founder of The Elevated Life. Brittany is a light worker, psychic, medium, hairstylist, and empowerment coach for female entrepreneurs. In this episode, we will talk about Brittany's spiritual awakening, the benefits of raising your vibration, high vibrational food, self-care, and we will also tap into the current energy shifts.